Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy. Boom, and we're back. Welcome back to the Zone Talk Podcast, episode eight. I'm back with Devon, Rashad, Nap. Uh, almost all the boys are here. Donovan is not with us today. He'll be back for the next episode, but it is Super Bowl weekend. Uh, everyone's favorite weekend of the year, mine particularly. Uh, I'm super excited for the game, but ton of news in the NFL this week. How are you guys feeling? Feeling great, man. Missed the pod last week, man, but we back. Yeah. Let's get to it. Yeah, man, back after a week off, Devon and I. Yes, Yo, what do you guys think about who do you think should be on the cover of NCAA 21? Ooh, that's tough. That's who tough. Who's the face of college football right now? Well, should they have to do it by someone from, like, this most recent they actually, year? I saw this what um, thing on IG. It was, like, the throwback um, yeah, the years have, that they missed. I was like, bro, they missed mad years. Yeah, like, they missed a few years. You could throw a few people on that cover from a couple of years. They should, honestly, in all honesty, they should probably do some collaborative shit with, like, multiple guys because this game has been a long time coming. Like, we've been speaking. We must have spoken this into existence because I know there's a plenty of people out there just like, yo, why, like, what happened to NCAA football? Like, that game was so lit. Yeah, bro. I miss it. I definitely miss playing that game. It was a fun game. Like I stopped playing Madden just because I would, I would, I, I didn't play Madden for years while that game was coming out. Bro, like I just loved like the the dynasty. Like just pick a school. You're the coach. You gotta recruit. You gotta like play the games, call the plays, all that. It's just yeah. like it's it definitely really give you a, a, an insight at a young age. That's because I was young when that shit was out, and like it gave you insights like what that college football might may be like, even though it was a video game, but yeah, definitely. That That's definitely NCAA. Probably one of my, probably my favorite game yeah, ever. Rashad like, probably know better than any yo, of us. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably my favorite game. I started playing that like probably like NCAA 06, 07. I know Reggie Bush was on 07. Yeah, Reggie so Bush I definitely remember playing that man. And like, you remember playing, do you remember that? Bro, took? All of it, bro. I, yo, do y'all remember when, like, in the like the start of NCAA football, like the early ones, bro? Like, players during the week used to get like suspended, and you used to have to like choose like how you want to discipline them. Like, you want to let them sit out like the first half, or like, yeah, I remember like, that. You know what I mean, one bro? The, like, that's one of the more they, yeah, that, that, it was it was super crazy detailed. Yeah. But y'all all escaped the question: who should be on the front? <laughs> who should be on the front on the cover over I, all these I years? Feel like you gotta go. I mean, if even if you're looking at the most recent, you got to go with Devonta Smith because you haven't had a wide receiver win the Heisman That's since 1990. Desmond Howard was on it. And the last receiver that was on the cover, I believe, was either Larry Fitz or Deshaun. Jackson. Nah, it was. It, remember Deshaun De- Jackson? No, nah, it was Desmond Howard. Remember? Remember he was doing the like the Heisman pose because yeah, he was. But a, De- Deshaun Jackson came after that. I, I think not nah, for 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 different systems for for certain systems they had like different players. Like I know I know like. Like there was Tim Tebow was on one. He was yeah. 2011, like 09 or something like that. No, Tim Tebow was 2011. No, Darren McFadden was on 09. Yeah. That that NCAA was nice. Yeah, that NCAA was nice. Yeah. 
But, Damn, um, McFadden, Oklahoma. I feel like right? that was the one I beat you in when we bet on that. Nah, game, that bro. was that was uh, a <laughs> that up game from seven. Nah, I remember years ago. that game. That was one of the last games NCAA we played. Nah, that was, that was I think that was fourteen. Was 14. 14, yeah. Bro, one of the things I remember from that game is like, you know, like when you play a big game on the road, like the routes will be shaking. The routes will be shaking. Yeah, the whole play Dude, will Jamel, be shaking. That's so realistic. Jamel, like, that's no, my point. It was so ahead of its the time, crowd, bro. Yeah, you got to take the so crowd out of the game. Time. Like, keep it simple. Like, yo, like that game, that game gave a lot of insight. Yo, 2010 had Michael Crabtree on the cover of it. Michael yeah. Crabtree was that was it. Was I think I'll never forget that play against Texas. When yeah, I think like, that was the year, right? Yeah, that was the year. That was that yeah, year. That I actually crazy. remember watching that game this past <laughs> time. I think I hit you up. I hit Nap up. I'm like, yo, bro, this game was crazy, bro. Like they had Earl Thomas out there as a freshman playing safety. Like Michael Crabtree on the other side. Like with Colt McCoy out there. Yeah, even, he got even, his first NFL win this past season. Yeah, yo, for, him. for real. That was actually a pretty good game he played, too. Oh, with the Giants? Yeah, he That was his first win. NFL win? Yeah, yep, bro. It was a pretty good game. I, I was watching that. He yo, y'all remember him well. getting knocked by James Harrison? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember, he, he went bro. down I remember back. Paul McCoy got down knocked back. by um, Mar- Marcel Darius, I believe, in like one of the championship games. He got knocked out of the championship. You remember that? College football? Nah, bro, bro. Come on, Rashad. You all this college football, you know? Yeah, but I, I know Colt McCoy began to ask his ass being... A lot, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's exciting as hell, man. Um, having the game back, but um, not only that, like we know the rules are going into effect soon, that players will end up being compensated for their likeness, uh, going forward. Um, I believe they passed it in 2019, but their NCAA is slow on these things. So yeah, it's been a long in, time. Yeah, coming. in order for these things to get implemented, um, you know they're going to drag that process on. For as long as possible. That but was the main part of the reason the game was stopped was the players weren't able to be compensated for being in the game. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of? Like, kind of just speaks volumes to the the whole discussion about um, whether or not players should get paid was when uh, Ohio State had that little scandal and oh, yeah. players were, like, selling their jerseys, oh, like, yep. their like, rings, getting, like, free tattoos, tattoos, bro, yeah. like... You know what I mean? Like it should never like let them live. Exactly. <laughs> like kids, and kids like, are out here doing that, that. Like the crazy thing, part is that has nothing to do with that. It has nothing yeah. to do with them at all. Like if that kid wants to get tattoos. With like, the NCAA is like in college, every other if you if you are a music major and you're throwing a concert and you profit from that, you get the money and there's nobody breathing down your neck about that money. If you're a college athlete. And you are able to make money off of being such. Why? Why is the NCAA Bro, beating down the back? Like, then you're gonna say, "Oh, they're getting a free education." As compensation, come on, bro. They are out there literally working for the school, bro. The NCAA making money for the school. The NCAA is a self-serving organization that profits off of workers who they don't pay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they have you a system pay in place. You, oh. They have a system in place in which they don't have to pay athletes and they can, you know, have all these rules and loopholes about why, you know, these things are in place yeah, for them they, to not be compensated. They're supposed yeah, to be but it's all some BS We've at heard the end it all. of the day. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're going to have these guys in video games. And, um, right. you know, the player that sued, <clears throat> his name was Ed O'Bannon. He was a UCLA basketball player. And, um, you know, the point of his lawsuit was that 
You know, the characters all look strikingly similar to the athletes Same playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we know who the players are. Yeah. Like, you ain't got to It'll say, like, QB number nine, give why, him an all-star. Why, like, you know why is number two the best? Why is number two the best player? Why is he a 99? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Crazy. So when you're talking about things like that, you know, I really hope that going forward, you know, they are allowed to get compensated, even if it's not that much. I mean, you know, similar Something. to the way uh, music artists get compensated on their music and streaming. You know, it doesn't have to be a ton of bread, but the fact that you're you're in the game should mean something. You should get a few right. bucks uh, in your mailbox going forward. So I hope that ends up being the case. Uh, but we'll see what happens. NCAA has a way of, you know, using its tricks to kind of avoid this. So, and uh, shout out to all the high school seniors. Uh, National Signing Day. Shout out, to, shout out to all the seniors around the country. Sign y'all letters of intent to go to whatever university or college that you've chosen. Um, I know it's a big day. I know a lot of people wait for this day their whole life. So we want to congratulate all of y'all on behalf of the Zone Talk podcast. For sure, man. I know it's a, you know, it's a huge thing, you know, being able to knowing that you're going to play football at the next level and understanding you're going to have four more years to be able to kind of play the sport you love. You don't go play college football if you don't love it, usually. Right. Um, most, I mean, unless you have a scholarship and then you kind of finesse in, like, I can kind of understand that in some ways. But typically, if you're going to play college football, it's because you're passionate about the game. there's so much dedication game. that yeah. you need. like So much commitment to it. It's hard. And that's why So even people, when they get to – college football you know the freshman class that you started with isn't the senior class that you end with right most of the time there are a lot of guys i played with at stonehill that um well not a lot but there are a couple guys who just didn't finish our time with us and you know it is what it is like you know they took other routes and they did whatever but you know the guys that wanted to be there wanted to commit to that process um you know really benefited them in more ways than just football so super dope for y'all and um it's exciting, man. Uh, the NFL this week, there's a whole lot of news going into the offseason. Obviously, the Super Bowl is big. We'll get into that later in the podcast. But the big trade that everyone has been talking about is uh, the Lions traded for uh, Jared Goff, two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and the Rams get Matt Stafford. Um, who do you guys think won this trade, and what does it look like for both of these teams going forward? Mm. Start with Matt. The Rams won the trade. Um, I don't think that. I don't think that the Lions gave up. I mean, I don't think that the Rams gave up too much to get him. They they showed that they could get to the Super Bowl. They showed that they could win games. But obviously, Jared Goff's play hasn't been enough for them. And Matt um, Matt Stafford has been a guy that has proven over the years that he can get it done. Not get it done, but put up numbers with lesser. He can be the guy. Him. He can be the guy that, it with the right guys around him, that can put you in a position to win a win a Super Bowl. I I don't. We haven't seen it, but I I I believe him. I believe in him just because the numbers that he puts up with the receivers he's had over the years. I mean, granted he had Calvin Johnson for his short stint, but you know. Look what he did with them. Yeah, on a side note, Nap, uh, I'll let you get back to what you're talking about. But on our poll, we had uh, we had made a poll on Twitter, and the question was, will the Rams make a Super Bowl appearance with Matthew Stafford? 65% said no, and 35% said yes. So shout out to, shout out to the Twitter, Twitter followers uh, voting on the poll. Thanks for people. Yeah, 
We'll have some more polls up on the socials coming soon, so stay tuned. Uh, Great way uh, for us to get your opinion on some of the topics that we discuss. And, um, you know, in my personal opinion, I look at this trade, uh, you know, the the Rams are selling out. They want to win a Super Bowl now. Um, And I don't know if this gives them enough firepower to do it. Uh, I still think they need an additional piece. Cam Akers has been a great find for them. Uh, but Matt Stafford is a huge addition um, and makes them a serious competitor, um, yeah. you know, in their division. Rams don't have a number one, a round one draft pick until 2024. So, so they don't, they have picks two, six, and seven this in this year's draft. That's all they have. Um, but in rounds two, six, and seven? This year. Okay. This year, yeah, yep. Yeah, they have so a set. They don't, yeah. they don't have any picks. This year in the first one thing round. I wanted to say it's funny, Jared Goff. How do you think he's processing it? I seen this quote. He said, "I'm just excited to be somewhere that I know wants and appreciates <laughs> me, bro." He's Yo, hurting. He's hurting. That's yeah. that's tough because it's, it's you like know, a tough breakup, bro. Yeah, it's, like it's I really feel like Jared Goff. He in his mind and like, I mean, in my mind as well. I thought he could have been the guy for them. He brought them to the Super Bowl before. I mean, who wasn't the main contributor? But he Don't do showed. That. That he could get them. Yeah, there. he showed he was capable. He showed that he was capable. He won't like screw them out of a Super Bowl necessarily. You know what I mean? Well, like well, he can well, game manage them to a Super Bowl and then not score a touchdown. So yeah, in Matt the Super Stafford Bowl. is an improvement, but my thing is, Bro, they is didn't it score how, a touchdown? My thing is, how much of an improvement is it? Like enough of an improvement that like you're gonna give up those picks? So and like, um, give away your game manager. And then get a guy who's a little bit better of a playmaker, but like, you know, that's undermining Stafford a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I, so Stafford's I, a far I, better quarterback. No, than so Jared yeah, Goff. I, yeah, I think there's no doubt that Stafford so is a better. quarterback Is he exponentially right now. better than Jared Goff? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Yes, bro. Are, are we gonna have this conversation? Yeah, right Donovan. Now, Donovan Just went, like went over the stats last podcast. I mean, <laughs> we talked about the, yeah, yeah. I, well, we didn't, but it was talked about yeah, last yeah. week on the pod, like. Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at this, they definitely wrong. get a significant improvement at quarterback um, at the position. But I think the thing I look at is, you know, if you're the Rams, now you have you have high expectations for Matt Stafford going that forward. Well. You're expecting him to play his best ball um, over the next couple of years that you have him because you're making this Super Bowl push. And it's, it's possible he could do it, but it's very possible that he's not able to in, um, in a tough division you yeah. know, with the Seahawks, the Niners, the Cardinals, all those teams, you know, have, you know, quarterbacks except the Niners who are kind of figuring things out with Jimmy Garoppolo. But they're pretty competitive overall. And so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I I think the Lions won the trade. I mean, yeah. they got a lot, but it just depends if the Rams, uh, if the Rams, you know, where those picks fall as well. Because if they end up being late first rounders, it's like, eh, then, you know, maybe we got the better end of the deal. But um, if they're earlier, then obviously, um, I think. Uh, Bro, the Ram, the, the Lions won this trade. Like, if, if you want to look at it. So, for now, if you want to look at it now, obviously, with this trade, the Rams are, they're going all in on now. The now. So, I, I would say, like, if you want to look at it this way, all right, the Rams won because, obviously, they're in win-now mode. They have a defense. Uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and we don't need to talk about the numbers with that defense. We know what that defense is capable of. We know what they did do this past season and what they have been these past couple of years. So the defense, I said last pod that I would love to see Stafford go into a situation where he does have a defense 
and now we'll get be able to see it. But the only reason why I say that the Lions won this this trade is because for a lot of reasons, and one being in terms of the Rams, no Super Bowl is guaranteed. So they gave up. Like, Nothing's guaranteed. Playoffs so, ain't guaranteed. Exactly. So none of that is guaranteed. Like, okay, you may be a Matthew Stafford away from yep. a championship or a Super Bowl, but that's not guaranteed at all. Yeah, so now, yeah. so from here on out for the Rams, Matt Stafford's 32 years old. Um, he obviously has a history of injuries. He's only getting older. So what if something happens with that? You don't have an insurance policy. Like, what did you get in return for that? So you gave up. You don't have a first-round pick until 2024. And mind you, they already traded uh, up their other first-round pick uh, from a couple years ago. For yeah, Jay, yeah, for yeah. They, so yeah, like, so they, they also – so next year so, – for, so for the Lions, in return, they got two first-rounders and one in – Which will end up being late first-round picks. Yeah, well, either way. Bad, well, but either way, the, Ram, the Lions have two first-rounders, two first-round picks in 2022 and two first-round picks in 2023. They also have a third round. They have two third rounders this year. They have a first rounder this year. They have six overall picks this year, this season. And I think I think the big thing here is that the Lions still get a quarterback. They still get Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't think all is lost on Jared Goff yet. Yeah. I so mean, the exactly. I just see like I just, the way I see it is just like Jared Goff just sees he's like damn like they think that Matt Stafford is gonna like. Yeah. Secure that bag for them. He should gonna, light a fire under his ass. Honestly, honestly, yeah, yeah. I want to see better. what Jared Goff Absolutely. does moving if forward. He I, yeah. If he All didn't right. have it, he really was game managing. Now I feel like he has a little chip. He definitely yeah, and not chip. not only that, and, not only that. Um, the the general the new general manager this year for the Lions. Uh, what's his name? Brad Homer. Brad Holmes. I think he's also African American uh, GM. So that's really good to have. You know, black men of representation in powerful positions. Um, but uh, Brad Holmes also was the GM for the Rams his entire career. So the trade makes even more sense because with that trade, they're also, on top of them being in rebuild mode with the Lions, they're doing a full sweep. New GM, new head coach, Dan Campbell. Um, with that sweep they're doing, part of what they also have going on is a rapport with the GM and the quarterback because Brad Holmes did. And that's huge. Exactly. So, I mean, the, the Lions, at the end of the day, they have plenty of assets, plenty of assets. They have young guys. They have DeAndre Swift. They have Jeff Okuda, yep. who also missed. He only played in nine games, I believe. Um, uh, so he also has a very high ceiling uh, this past season for him. Um, he only – he his his – Season this year was basically. It wasn't uh, great. The film wasn't great. Well, yeah, no. Well, I mean, he only. Well, it was. He had, he did, had lack of opportunity and injury. He came into the season with the hamstring injury, and his uh, he only played. He started in, in six out of his of the nine games that he played. Um, so the ceiling's still very yeah, yeah. high. For him. I mean, he's super yeah. young. He's I hear that, but bro, they're still in the same division as the Packers and the Bears, who are better football teams than them right now. And. I don't. I don't know if those picks in Jared Goff help but them. But the Lions, no, no, the no, no, Lions no, no, yeah. aren't in win now. Exactly. Mode. Exactly. It they have nothing matter. to lose right now. They're these rebuilding. next couple of years. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to do his thing exactly. if he stays with the Green Bay. But in a couple of years, yeah. that division could be up Absolutely. for grabs. Yeah. Like, and so when we're looking at it in the, the long pick, term, okay, with the seventh pick, the 
they have so many assets that, okay, let's say the Lions have the seventh overall pick. We know the first round picks that they have for the next couple of years, two in the, in the first round of 2022 and 2023. So that gives them plenty of room to, they'll probably miss on a lot of guys, but they can also very well hit on a lot of like I mean, with new great talent. With new management, but who knows? You know, because exactly, the, exactly. Rams, the Rams organization drafted really well. And you're bringing in, uh, when you have guys that, you know, come from there. Exactly. Um, you know, who knows what will happen in terms of those draft implications, what guys you might hit on. And so it'll be interesting to see. I think the Lions, you know, they'll probably they have the most assets than they've had, I think, overall um, in the times that we've seen them. I mean, they've they've been pretty bad over the years, but they have a fair amount of assets. I mean, they're middle of the pack when it comes to cap space. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff um, so is they also can make it work for the next couple of years. Jared Goff is also only twenty six years old, so I mean, yeah. But I mean, like I, mean, I said, Matt Stafford hasn't had has had. Four seasons where he has only had four seasons where he's thrown for under four thousand yards. Yep. With with what talent around him? Now he's getting Cooper Cup. He's getting Robert Woods. They're probably gonna try to grab somebody, another piece to put put around him, and maybe a deep threat or something like that. And and I think that that, that could help the Rams get that extra push they need in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, a Super Bowl or a bust for them now. I mean, I think that still has them competing with the Seahawks, but. Um, we'll see. They'll definitely be competitive, um, to say the very least. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've had a uh, few new head coaching hires. Uh, we'll start with the Jets. Uh, Robert Saul, Chargers have added Brandon Staley, the former Rams, D.C. Uh, the Falcons have added Arthur Smith, the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, Eagles, Nick Sirianni, Lions, Dan Campbell, and Texans, David Cully. Uh, just looking at some of the situations, we start with Robert Saul. Uh, the Jets, uh, he has a lot of assets to work with, a lot of money to work with, and the possibility that he gets Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, how, how do you guys think it looks for the Jets, um, and h- how do you view their situation right now? Uh, do you think this is, you know, they'll be a better team? I don't know year? if Deshaun Watson, Watson's destination is necessarily going to want to be the New York Jets, but... It's on his list. I mean, you know, he likes Robert Saul. He thinks he thinks he's a really good actor. He wanted the Texans to interview him. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a tough call. Um, he would be having to, like, pull them out of the mud. I don't know if that's what he's interested in doing because, like, he was, he was kind of yeah. in that yeah, situation. It's not, it's not his top choice. It's definitely yeah. not yeah. his top choice. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought, like, Robert Saul doesn't really, for me personally, like, just based off of what his – coaching career has been like these past couple years being with a a winning organization in the the 49ers like I I thought for me personally I thought Sala like a really good appealing job for him would have been the Chargers because he has that defensive mind and with the defense on the Chargers he can kind of just in a sense picked up where he left off that in terms of similar talent level with the Mm -hmm. 49ers but um I don't know like the Maybe he has his own ideas in terms of what he wants to do for that team, but I like as far I like I like the I like the coach that they have. I like Salah a lot. I think he's a really great defensive mind, obviously. But with them, it's it's just you don't know. It's just the Jets at the end of the day. Like yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the front office has been a disaster there for a while. This is a really good hire, uh, to to say the least. I think it's gonna attract some new talent. Uh, over in that organization, it's going to make them a little bit more competitive. Uh, and they still have the number two pick in the draft. I mean, they could end up 
with a solid quarterback, uh, you know, of the future. And this isn't something that's going to be a one-year thing. You know, they got him long-term. So, you know, this is something they're going to work on for a while. I think eventually he's going to put the right pieces around. Yeah, I hope but, so, man. You know, I don't like, what does yeah. he have to start with? Like, He doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have a lot. A lot of the guys on the defense, they're probably going to toss a lot. Yeah. No seriousness. Think he about, got a couple guys on offense he might keep. I know they got uh, Makai Becton was the first round pick. Yeah, that's He's just like tackle, I, I don't know. I I didn't really see him going to the Jets. Pretty sure the Jets gonna work with Sam Darnold for a little bit longer too. I mean, shit, bro. They got they. I mean, they got the two we'll number see what two happens with the draft, bro. That draft yeah, is gonna be that, that, that's, gonna, that, say that's gonna be very telling. So, but looking uh, at the next team, the Chargers have hired Brandon Staley. Uh, he's the former Rams defensive coordinator. Um, you know, this is uh, uh, not too surprising of a hire, uh, but Brent, Brandon Staley's had some success in the NFL. Um, he's very young. He's had only three years of coaching experience, but he walks into a pretty good situation. Oh, absolutely. Again, um, I thought the Chargers, out of, well, out of all the teams that hired a new head coach this, this offseason so far, the seven teams, um, I think this this hiring has more implications for next season out of all teams just because the Chargers are in a better situation than all the teams that did hire a coach. Yeah, they have a so, lot I mean, talent. even with them having – bringing in the former defensive coordinator on the other side of the ball, you still have a young Justin Herbert, and his ceiling yeah. is obviously high. Yeah, and Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. A lot of then, pieces to work with. Absolutely. Other side of the ball, you have Darren James coming back, Bosa. Bosa, Ingram. You have a bunch of guys. So, I I mean, obviously, they're still in the, the same division with the, the the Chiefs. But out of all these hirings, I think this particular job um, for Brandon Staley, Yep. Um, I think he will be more successful with his team, his new team, this year than all the other hirings. Just because of he has more to work with, as we said before. Yeah, and when you're building off what they had last year, I mean, and I don't think that he could do a much worse job than Anthony Lynn did, uh, in all seriousness, unfortunately. But uh, they're also, you know, the Chargers are ranked ninth in total cap space, uh, so they do have some flexibility to get guys if they need to. Um, and defensively, I mean, hopefully they get some – their injured guys are going to come back there with James, guys like that um, are going to be able to make an impact on the, that side of the ball. And that team could be really competitive in a couple of years. So we'll keep an eye on them as well. The Falcons with Arthur Smith. Um, looks like the Falcons are going to keep Julio and Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think they'll be too competitive. Uh, but what do you think, Nat? I don't know, man. Um I, I thought the Falcons were gonna try to go for a clean slate. Um, if they're gonna keep if they're gonna keep Matt Ryan, it's kind of gonna hold them back in my eyes. I think they need to go in a new direction. I think it's time for a new quarterback. I think it's time to switch things up. Maybe get somebody younger with Julio. Maybe get the best out of his last few years and somebody that can bond with the young Calvin Ridley, who's still a thousand yard receiver guy who's who scores a bunch of touchdowns um i i think i think that the fact that they they got a new head coach is great but you're still walking into a situation where it's like you know you got veteran you got veteran offensive players as leaders so it's like they they've been here and they've been doing this so what are you gonna do that's gonna 
get them over the hump. Yeah, this isn't than, a rebuild. Yeah, yeah this it's, is, it's this, awkward. This, it's just yeah, awkward situation. It, it's just such a weird situation. Yeah. Um, I need to see what they're gonna do with their draft picks before I before I can just speculate. Like you anymore. got Todd Gurley playing running back too, like. His, His knees, knees don't work. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> crazy in there. Like, yo, like I what? Are, like, what are y'all going for? Todd like, is yeah. never gonna. Todd's never gonna want to come on our podcast messing with y'all. Yeah, <laughs> nah, talking nah, about nah, my knees every bro, nah, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like what? It, like, Todd, like Nap said, bro. Yeah, like Nap I'm said, still man. With you, bro. I put you on nah, the nah, no shade, anything. Hey. But it's just like. Like in terms of the the Falcons yeah, organization, no, like what are y'all really like? What are we going for? Like, are y'all trying to like pick up where y'all what y'all thought y'all had? Like, you know what I mean? Because for yeah, me personally, but- like you look at the Falcons roster, you see Matt Ryan, you see Julio Jones, you see Calvin Ridley. Because me personally, I'm a huge fan of that offense with the high caliber players that they have within that offense and the names that they have in that offense. But like, they still have nothing to show for. All of these years, last time they were relevant was when they blew that lead. 28, yeah. 28 three, bro. Like, so I mean, I don't, I don't know what. That was a sweet day. It's just like, what yeah. are you, what are y'all doing? Yeah, they got a <laughs> lot of problems. Uh, their defense has been bottom three in the NFL the last three years, and uh, Dan Quinn came in there to write the defense from the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom. <laughs> So, saw how that worked out. Homie ain't do your damn thing over there. So yeah, he was out of that job. Yeah, that, how many blow, how many leads they blow this past season? Oh, two. Oh, like Bro, it was at least like every it started game, right? with uh that game Dallas. That first game against Dallas. Yo, they were Dallas running it up game? in that game. That was the onside like a, kick. Bro, that was probably the highest scoring game this season. That, that Dallas was. game was shameful for them. Yeah, shameful. it was. But yo, you know, I'm I'm very excited um that the Jaguars hired um urban meyer um football needs urban meyer um, yeah he's a great football is a better sport with Word. urban meyer's yeah. coaching football speaking whether, of college whether it be college or whether it be the nfl i think he's a he's a player's coach he's a guy that everybody likes he's a guy that everybody respects and i think that the jacks can make some moves this season starting with some draft picks to strengthen that team and maybe you know you know they're in a tough division, so you know it's going to be tough for them to ever make a make big things pop. But I think this is a good start for them. Yeah, with with that job and Urban Meyer being the coach, like I said before on the last pod, I just think considering he was a college coach and he was coaching college guys his entire life, it's going to be so much different coaching against a bunch of older guys with like families and. Nice houses, like, but, <laughs> um, and like, I just think, I just think that we'll have to see how he does in that aspect. Like, I I feel like he's gonna have to win, win over a, a team first, like to begin with. Just considering well, the, the fact thing that is that they have that early draft pick and yeah, yeah, he brings in. It's gonna so be I mean, a young and, team. and granted, probably yeah, they have team. they have a lot of young guys, so maybe there's and something. James Robinson is James Robinson is a young guy. Back. Yeah, he's a young guy. They do so have some key pieces on offense. Maybe to build around. maybe part of this hiring told you know probably says all right, well, you've been working with younger players your entire career, so why not kind of build off of that and make that transition into the NFL in terms of that aspect of the game, meaning when you have a a situation where the Jaguars are, you're going to have a lot of young players. 
and do what the Bengals didn't. Get you an offensive lineman to block because the Bengals knew damn well they have nobody to block for Joe Burrow when he got on that team. And everybody knew it. Yeah, and they still, still let it happen. And he's still bald. Yeah, he's still killed. And then they let him mess up his knee and everything. He's going to come back. He's going to be good. But still, bro, don't make the same mistake. Like, you've seen it happen before. Um, you should get some offensive linemen, whether you got to pay those guys, whether you draft them. You have the num- you're number one in the cap space, and you have the number one pick. You also have a, uh, another num- uh, first-round pick. Uh, the number twenty five picks. Yeah, so. I mean another fun. another thing to note too, really quick. Um, like, Urban Meyer coached Florida, and we saw what he did there in that era. Then he went to Ohio State, and then his first year they were like banned or something like that. Yeah, they were banned but they from thirteen and zero, thirteen and zero undefeated. So, I think off of that alone, he's, it, a he's just a winner. Like, he's he's a he's a guy that. He gets the players going around him. Obviously, it shows with what he's did in his college career. So hopefully, he makes that transition into the NFL. The Jags were in the AFC Championship in, in 2017, 2018, January 21st, 2018, bro. That was not that long ago. Yeah, but I they all but, but they all but it's such Jaylen a different. Ramsey. They had Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, but it's still <laughs> like Julius Thomas, AJ Bouye. Still like, got the same <laughs> expectations, so. Urban Meyer, he's going to be under pressure because I'm right. sure they want to get back to where he they need to He can't have go. them same expectations because he understands they got a whole lot to work. They need O-linemen. They need linebackers, corners. Yeah. They need D-linemen. D- like, they have a whole lot it's, of stuff to work on. So it's Like I be, said, it's just a good start. Yeah, it's, not, just so, a, good it's start. a good start. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to be interested just to see how it plays out. I want to see how he does making, you know, different moves. You know, what is his scheme going to be like? What offense is he going to run? So... That's all going to be pretty interesting as well. Going next, we got Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. He was uh, with the Colts previously in their front office. Uh, that Eagles situation is tough, too, because they're pretty restricted in terms of cap space. They're bottom of the league when it comes to their flexibility uh, with the cap. So, I mean, the only thing positive I have to say about that is they're in the <laughs> NFC East. They're in the NFC East, so maybe he can help them win that win that division. But other than that, like I don't know, the, you know they gotta they gotta figure out a lot more things. Yeah, than a trash head, ass. Than like more yeah. than a head coaching position, they need yeah. to figure out more than that. Like who's gonna be your quarterback? Like what are you gonna do with Carson Wentz if he's not the starter? Like to begin with, like you gotta like you got a lot of shit to figure out. I didn't support For, I, I didn't like, support firing Doug Peterson in the in the first place, but. I mean, why was that? Because, I mean, he's the guy that got you guys to the Super Bowl within the past three years. And, I mean, you can't hope that players leave and guys get injured and, you know, your your staff isn't yes. helping the team as much as you, you help. And you got coaches leaving, coaches coming in, not, not contributing. Like, it was a lot more in that Eagles organization than just Doug Peterson, yeah. I think. He was kind of the scapegoat for yeah, them to be I, able to I, I, That's what I to, felt to like, too, that and that's why pick. I said that. But, you know, um, congratulations to Nick Sirianni and hope the best. But, I mean, the yeah, Eagles luck, got a lot, to, a lot to work on this year, starting with the quarterback. Yeah, I, I saw something that they're – I think I can't. I scrolled across something, a headline saying that the the Eagles didn't want to trade Wentz. So like, and then obviously you have Jalen Hurts with the season that he ended with. I mean, where are you gonna go from there? So to begin with, like you have a QB situation that you need to get worked out, and 
an unhappy Carson Wentz. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, yeah, and with the development of Jalen Hurts, like how are you going to go about that at the QB position? Yeah, and they don't they don't have flexibility. They have to work with the players they got for for the most part, especially with mm. Wentz's contract on tap. I mean, he's he's just owed so much money against the cap. Uh, it definitely hurts them significantly in being able to acquire talent. So that's tough for them. Uh, but they got some holes to fill: defense, offense, receivers. They still need an answer there. Uh, you know, so they're working on Zach Ertz. Clearly, uh, I think he's going to be gone. Um, so, you know, Dallas Goddard is a nice piece for them. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the NFC East is a, is a shit show, uh, to say the least. So, the, the Lions have Dan Campbell. Uh, he's the new head coach there. Everyone saw his interview uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, but that organization, like we mentioned before, I mean, they have a lot of flexibility. There's not too much to say there. Uh, you know, they're, they're – Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in rebuild mode. I mean, again, they have a lot of assets – they have some young guys. They again, they have DeAndre Swift. They have T.J. Hawkinson, who probably if Galladay doesn't leave no, he's for gone. free agency, he's, he's free which he might, I'm assuming he would because I hope so. That's just a crazy situation. Stafford gone. Like. Yeah, Hawkinson. <laughs> Hawkinson might be. He's one of the better young tight ends, and um, he might. He'll probably be that guy. So they're again, they're a young, a really young team. So with a lot of assets. So. The P, the again the assets are there so who knows the the sky seems like it can be the limit for them depending on how they draft because they have a lot of draft capital too yeah it seems like um, even if Jared Goff doesn't work out like yeah. they could still be okay yeah and yeah so I the think trajectory is that's kind of the big thing just depends them. on how they start and what they you know it's a fresh start for the front office uh, Brad Holmes being the new GM so. For sure. Not not high expectations, but we'll just I think we'll we just... spent too much time talking about the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Texans, uh the last team on that list with the new head coach, uh David Cully. Um is it, he's uh as we mentioned, the Ravens passing game coordinator, uh assistant head coach, and he is now the Texans head coach. Obviously, uh Deshaun Watson wants out. So, you know, depending on if he really, really yeah. wants out. Yeah, or like the the Texans, I feel like they gotta trade them, but you know they don't he, have he, to. He bro, they're like, trade. bro, the Texans right now are like the Charlotte Bobcats of the NFL, bro. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're really nah, like the Hornets is I right this year. No, nah, nah, I'm talking about I'm talking about when the, the Bobcats, Bobcats, the Bobcats, the Bobcats <laughs> bro. Nah, bro, I said the Bobcats, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, the Bobcats, bro. Like no bull, bro. Mecca Okafor, like Mecca Okafor. Yeah, bro. That's that's who they are right now. <laughs> nah, I mean, yo, that's a good way to put it, man. There's not much more to be said than that. I mean, we already know there's a there's a whole you know. Yo, David Cully had like the worst passing. Like, come on, stat. bro. Why are you? Bro, why would you like, bring him doing, in? Bro? And you want to keep Deshaun? Get <laughs> out of here, bro. bro. He's like, out. You ain't gonna see Deshaun Watson in Houston. Y'all don't want to win. The man had the audacity to say word, bro. To, like, say, to tell Deshaun, to tell them he's to tell the media Deshaun Watson is still a Houston Texan. He's going to be a Houston Texan. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you gonna tell a grown man that, that got a decision to leave or not right now? Yeah, like, nah. be, yeah, like be Deshaun there. Deshaun Jackson's looking. At, I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's looking at this hire like, are you kidding me? Like, this is like, you go from Bill O'Brien to a guy who is a proven poor pass game coordinator. 
Yeah, that organization historically, is fucked up, like, bro. come on, man, it's get out of here. A whole mess, bro. It's tough, Not man. much to say about that, and, bro. And we know uh, Eric Bieniemy, one of the hottest names around the NFL, who hasn't had a obtained a head coaching position just yet. Um, you know, it's an interesting situation because obviously he's with the Chiefs. He's going on a deep playoff run. Everything around him seems like gold. Uh, you know, you got Mahomes, Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Like, how can you go wrong being the offensive coordinator of a team like that? But um, he's had interviews for a lot of almost every team that's had a head coaching vacancy in the NFL, except for the Texans and the Eagles, who are probably heading in the wrong direction. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, so. hey, bro, all this tells me is like that's all right because the Chiefs are gonna continue to win. Like for the NFL, the NFL is messing up. Cause you gonna keep this guy around, and he's the offensive coordinator. We know what the offense is doing. Like, I mean, this it's okay because the Chiefs are gonna continue to win Super Bowls, and then it can't get worse for him because eventually you can only imagine that he's gonna land a job somewhere eventually, because what they have going on in Kansas City. Um, so he's he's just obviously like, I think it says more about the other. The I think it says more about the Eagles and Texans. Than anything else, yeah, I think absolutely. it says yeah. more about Why would them you not? not not interviewing him than anything else. Because if there's ten other teams in the NFL that's interviewing for this guy that want him on their staff, that want him to lead them, you guys should be on his back too because <laughs> that's selling you ten. Word, I'm sure. And he's like one of those player, like he would be more of a players coach yeah, in player that sense coach. because, like, you're you're gonna have guys in your in your team that are invested in him in like his philosophy his persona that's going to attract people and because that's an intangible thing it's not something you can measure out i can't put that in a number necessarily and so people just take that for granted and you know they end up seeing their demise when you just hire people you know that are just like you like when people hire yes people all the time that shit just goes to shit it's like you hiring a bunch of people that think like you no, hire some other people with different perspectives. See what they have to say. See what input goes in, and um, you know, go from there. Again, but, bro, they just making it hard on the entire NFL. Yeah, we know that's <laughs> right, man. But this is it, man. Last game of the season. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's about to get crazy, man. I don't even know how to feel about this game i'm so conflicted tom brady i know he's not a patriot anymore but you know he's just been here for so long you know i still want him to win does this and uh pat mahomes is just the guy the young buck coming in like young tyson the most knocking everybody out man it's crazy bro i wish i could be be a great game game to watch honestly bro i'm gonna be a healthcare worker just so i could be at this game honestly bro. i'm gonna find (laughs) a way (laughs) i I forgot to mention to the to our viewers and listeners, um, I will be in Tampa this weekend. I will be enjoying Super Bowl weekend in Tampa with a mask on. Yeah, with hopes of coming back COVID-free. <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to be all right. I'll be all right. I'm going to enjoy the festivities, try to find my way to the game. If that happens, <laughs> that happens. Yeah, if not, I feel that. If not, you know, we're there for the vibes. Um, vibes. Yo, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Super Bowl number 10. Nah, this, this is nuts, man. It's it's just, you know, he he was the, the big piece in the offseason. Everyone talked about Brady going to the Bucks. You know, obviously they had all the talent in the world, but 
He put you know, it together. Would it really come together? He put it together, bro. They were so critical of him early on in the season, bro. Bruce so Arian, critical. The and media, they always are critical. They're mad critical. They're always like, critical. Like, bro, it was just annoying to see because I'm like, they're talking about like he can't throw the deep ball. I'm like, bro, he can play quarterback. Like, he can do everything it takes. Like, yeah. And then the fact that he gets into the Super Bowl, at this point, it's like no matter what happens, we already know who he is because he's on a new team now. Same result. We know who this guy is now. So it's like, even if they go out there and they don't win this game, you can't yeah, take yeah. anything away from yeah, Tom Brady. I don't Brady. worry about He has Tom everything Brady to gain. And I think that his perspective is like, yo, he's playing this game like, I don't have any rings. Like, he's not coming in like, oh, I can lose it. Like, but. I think that's fast. I think him maximizing the talent around him was a big thing. I think it would take away Tom Brady from the situation. Everyone else on that team stepped up this year. Right. Yeah. That Bucks offense, the Bucks defense, those receivers, the O line, they had some good picks at O linemen to protect Brady. Yeah, that greatness you definitely rubbed I mean? off. But like, I, I think that that speaks volume to his leadership and just who he is as a player and what he's done over his entire career. Um, yeah, I, there's a there's very few quarterbacks I think in the league that I consider guys that elevate the play of everyone around them regardless of situation because it's just their presence their aura being around like greatness being around yeah. a winner yeah bro that's like, that makes say, you play better it makes yeah, you a better player that's like when you're watching the last uh last um dance documentary these guys talking about just being around michael and just being around like his greatness and just being around who he was as a player it just made them want to be better it made them push harder and i feel like it's that same thing it's having that same effect in that locker it's room that, it's I've that same this. effect with with tom brady he's he's the guy he, he he's done this time and time I'm again time, this is number 10 i don't think people like to fathom 10 super bowls in one in one career i i looked at a, i looked at this thing that he had three different hall of fame careers yeah statistically yeah there's three Hall of Fame quarterbacks that he had all three of their careers separately. Yeah, had at and, least matched and, or and, exceeded and, and, their in stats. Seven, in the seven-year segments. <laughs> yeah. I saw this clip on, um, what is this, Bleacher Report? They were like, Levante David said that Tom Brady saw some teammate crying after they won the NFC Championship. Like, oh, like we made it. Like Tom Brady said, what the fuck are you crying for? We're not done yet. Yeah, like, that that's the type right. of guy he is. That sounds <laughs> you go to war for a motherfucker like, like that. <laughs> he said, "What are you crying for?" Like that's facts. Like he's not done. Like you know what he's coming for, bro. Like he's coming for it all. I cannot bet against Tom Brady in this game. Yeah, they they said it all. I mean, for me, my gut, I want to have some sense and say Kansas City's gonna win because obviously it's fair to say that they're the favorite. Uh, obviously, coming off of. A Super Bowl win last year. They were just there last year. But, again, my gut tells me the Bucks because of who's playing quarterback for their team. So, I'm going to pick the Bucs. Um, we'll probably see one of those crazy classic Super Bowl games. I hope so. I hope it's uh, – I mean, it's kind of – I think it's kind of inevitable. Um, yeah, the NFL made it this way. I can't – I mean, if this is a blowout, then that's going to – this is going to sound crazy. That would but, suck. Yeah, but I just think – this this game has all like star power and greatness like all just in one knowing who Patrick Mahomes is with this generation and then who Tom Brady has been up to this point um but I'm going to have to take Brady uh and his greatness and pick the bucks and I think they'll they'll come out on top
somehow. So I'll um I'll start off by saying that the Bucks were I think seven and nine last year. This guy comes in, brings him to the Super Bowl, pretty much, you know, changes the entire culture of the of the team and of the organization around with the COVID season. With the COVID season, with the with the season where you should <laughs> At be forty three. Well you're more well you're more separated from your teammates than you, you yeah. would ever be. And um I think they're on a they're on a real mission to to be the first team to ever win a Super Bowl at, at their home stadium, you know, do it do it in the, in their city, and it's it's nothing against the Chiefs. It's absolutely it's just, they're, they're, they they yeah, they are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are legit. Like don't get it don't get it twisted. If the Chiefs win this game, Nat won't be surprised. Yeah, but, like but, exactly. But the key is. Are we gonna get two hundred in the first quarter from Tyreek again? That's what it took for the Chiefs to beat them last time. Well, no, I'm not gonna say that. The Chiefs can beat them various ways. No, they can. But I'm saying that that's the yeah. That's, that not, the, that's not realistic that's, that's, again. That's not realistic to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, it's of gonna, course. Yeah, this, definitely this is a not. team that's seen them already this season. They 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 they've gotten a taste of what what Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill are like, and now they're like, okay. Round two, what's up? We're gonna put our hands up for the Super Bowl. This is for all the money now. Yeah, one of one of the biggest points of uh, emphasis for them is obviously defensively. They're gonna have to match up with the Chiefs' uh, talent offensively. Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, Travis Kelsey. You're not gonna stop them by any means. They're gonna get theirs, but you have to mitigate them have to contain in a them. way. Yeah, contain them. You have to win third down. You have to win in the red zone. In those situations, you cannot come up short, and you have to find a way to create turnovers. One of the few teams to beat the the Chiefs this year was the Raiders. And if you guys saw, you know, John Gruden, uh, you know, had the interview on Chris Collinsworth podcast with Richard Sherman, and they talked about, you know, how they schemed up against the Raiders. And obviously, you're not going to have a single high safety over the top of Tyreek because that's just never going to work. And you know, there's not many weaknesses of this team, but one of the things that has been pointed out recently is obviously their O line seems to be a point of emphasis, mm-hmm. and the Bucks D line is a strength. Yeah. So that's where they're gonna have to win, no matter what. They have to win up front. It'll make it easier for everybody in the back end, and if they can create turnovers, which they have a history of doing. Yeah, I mean, we also know that Patrick Mahomes is is also great at extending plays and the weapons that. He has to complement that with Tyreek Hill up top and Travis Kelsey down low. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he they're going to make plays either way. Like, obviously, that's going to happen with the Chiefs. But I think it's going to come down to how many of those plays can the Bucks limit if they're going to, like, really have a, have a chance. If you ask me, I think the goal is to have, have the ends – ultimately contain in and we're trying to contain Mahomes for as much as the game as we can right yeah John Gruden had a spy yeah it's it's really hard but you want to you want to get a contain on him with a spy but you also you want to use your double team on Tyreek you don't want to use your double team on Kelsey you want to let Kelsey you'd rather have Kelsey beat you because the threat of Tyreek beating you on a 70-yard touchdown is more effective than yeah. Kelsey's 
10 here, 15 Kelsey, here, Kelsey will beat you for here. 10 to 15 you, you in know, the middle of the he's field. He's going to beat you down to the field, and then he's going to get his red zone touchdown. Tyreek's not playing that bullshit. He wants his now. He's going 50-plus. He's going 40 yards plus for his touchdown. He's trying to, it, it, even if it's a jet He's taking the top off. You know, he's he's taking the top off the defense. So that thing, you got to get to Mahomes. You got to get to Mahomes. You got to keep him in that pocket. You don't want him to be able to get escape and extend those plays because that's when Tyreek is able to score those long touchdowns. When when Mahomes is on the on escape to the right. And you got to limit the Chiefs in the, in the red zone. Limit them to three. Yeah, but try and limit them. To at the three. end of the day, bro, this shit's e- way easier said than done. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, but <laughs> no, there, but, but we know we know what it takes uh, for teams, especially when you've seen how they've played all season. You've seen them play at their best in various ways, and so you know that some of these teams, some of these hey, players, bro, you can know all you want. <laughs> well, like, well, it's yeah. still like we know, like, like, come on, like. I mean, every everything we talk about is speculation, Rashad. Yeah, I mean, I get yeah. that. I'm, I'm just saying, bro. Like, it's the Chiefs. Like, I'm not. No, nah, it's definitely the Chiefs. It's the best. I'm not. I'm not. Ball. I'm not discounting what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot easier said than done. Like, these defensive coordinators have been doing this all year. Like, but I mean, it's hard to really limit that when you know what we've already seen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Todd Bowles has been a hell of a defensive coordinator all year. Uh, the Buccaneers are forty had forty eight sacks this year, fourth in the NFL. Um, Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul combined for seventeen point five sacks, and on the interior they had Ndamukong Sue who had six sacks. So they can definitely get pressure on Pat Mahomes. I don't think it's unrealistic to expect them to put together a game plan. I think that's the part that you have to emphasize here. Game planning is super important in games like this. Yes, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but this is a game that is only going to last for an hour. It, like, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter what you did before today. Yes, what happens during the game matters, but that preparation is, is so important leading up to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's I'm sure players, are, players are watching film. So much. Players are watching film that they've already seen a thousand key. times. Exactly. Players are doing everything they can, every little thing, because that you don't know what's going to matter at the end of a game. Every player knows there's four to five plays every game that determine the outcome of the game. You don't know when they're going to come. You don't know how it's going to happen. But you know you have to be prepared for it. You have to instinctually be prepared for it. And so there's ways you can do that, but – at the end of the day, the players who are going to show up, show up. So Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a Super Bowl. The game, like, it's a completely different game than the game in the regular season. But even that game spoke volumes to how big and how much of a difference that defense is going to make. The Chiefs scored 17 points in the first in the first quarter and got held to 10 points for the rest of the game, of that game. They won 27 to 24. You know what I mean? If they're able to not give up, three possession scores in that first quarter that that's a winnable that's a that's a winnable game yeah, you know yeah. what i mean their defense shut them down they did not the chiefs did not score a touchdown in the fourth quarter they, they did not score a touchdown in the second quarter yeah yeah i mean they, they scored a touchdown coming right out of the half again uh, like i said as much as on the other hand as much as the chiefs are the chiefs this is like the super bowl so Every play counts, and obviously certain situations where maybe there's a block kicked or something like that. Like, at the end of the day, this is one of the most unpredictable games of the year, if not the most unpredictable, because we have seen crazier things and crazier moments 
when you look back. So, again, Super Bowl moments are being made in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, you know, it'll be somewhat unpredictable, but I think in terms of scheme, how teams are going to approach the game, I think some of those things are more tangible, more things that they're not going to do anything different than what they've done all year. We're going to see what we've seen from them all season. It's not going to be a change in the scheme. It's just going to be a matter of calling the right play at the right time and making the play when it happens. You know, that's that's ultimately what the game comes down to. It's obviously the Super Bowl, but you don't treat it like that. If you're a player, you treat it like any other game. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you go with your game plan, you trust in it, you allow yourself to get on the field and do what you do. I mean, it's going to be an exciting matchup. I personally think – I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Uh, I went against Tom Brady in the NFC Championship. I'm not going to do that again, uh, being a Patriots fan. Speaking of the NFC chip, bro, I called that game on the money. I was two points off. (laughs) Like, come on. You want a you want a cookie, bro? I need that cookie. Bro. All right, bro. You, bro, you just said, bro, you just said you were bad, on the money. Yeah, for all you the got bad two calls you made, bro. Thirty-one <laughs> to twenty-four was my guess. The score was thirty-one twenty-six. Okay, you were still <laughs> wrong. You were the even you were the wrong. Thing, right. <laughs> you didn't even think that was gonna be the NFC Championship. I told you that was gonna be the NFC Championship five weeks ago. But. I guess the score. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I came close enough my to my satisfaction. All right, quickly. <laughs> Whose legacy is this Super Bowl say more for? Tom Brady's or Patrick Mahomes? Go, um, Jamal. Mahomes. Uh, Rashad. Brady. Uh, Devon. I would say Mahomes because if he's able to I defeat. I ask you why. Okay. No. Well, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I said, okay, but I'm going to tell you. If he defeats Brady in this one, like, he's kind of taking, like, that I'm the GOAT. Not, not like, he's not the greatest, but, like. Yeah, it solidifies he, the trajectory yeah, that he's on. Yeah, when people talk about it. Yeah, when people talk about it at the end of the day, they're going to be like, oh, but Brady was this and that. He's going to be like, well, Mahomes took Brady down in that, that high-powered but, Tampa Bay offense. So, yeah. if he's able think, to do that, then yeah. he's going to get respect. From that bro i said i said brady because like if he if he really like pulls this off bro like as many years as every time he's won the super bowl we've talked about how much of the goat he is like if he really wins this nah, one if he wins like, this one it, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough call now this one would like be come like, on now like you can dispute all the other ones you want because I, one, I know nah, I we've talked about i know we've had conversations about like whether it was on the podcast or off the podcast how if Brady wins this, he might be, he might have the best professional sports career ever, like of all time out of all sports. And I'm going to say that wholeheartedly because yeah, that's gonna be tough. If, if he's able to do this after doing what he did for in New England for as long as he did, then go to a team at the age that he's at, what, 43 years old? Yep. And in one year shifts the entire team in – Propels them to the Super Bowl, them a Super Bowl in a winner. COVID season. Yeah. Like, come on and then, now. And then on top of that, out of all the quarterbacks he beat, he goes up and beats the guy that right now everybody's exactly. the most cu- yeah, talented it's, it's, quarterback but that's what, ever and, seen. So if he beats Mahomes, then it's like everybody just shut up about him. Don't talk up. Don't when, when, when we talk <laughs> about football and we talk about quarterbacking and we talk about don't talk about Tom Brady because he's in a different stratosphere than yeah. every if he wins this Super Bowl and has seven has seven Super Bowls which is more 
more Super Bowl wins than any organization combined. Like like any any organization has throughout their all their years, the most is six from any organization. Steelers, right? Yes. So if he does this, he'll have seven by himself. Right. Yeah. He'll and have like ten appearances. And on oh, the yeah, other hand, yeah. so I changed my answer. Now I do more of a Tom Brady yeah. for sure. About, exactly. And, and, man. You think about it. You think about it. <laughs> we talk about we talk about this. Yo, Michael Jordan went to Michael Jordan went to six NBA Finals, won all six, right? Tom Brady has is about to go to his tenth NFL Super Bowl. Like, bro, he went to the championship. Every other like year, some basically. people's careers ain't even 10 years career, long, bro. 50% of his career. Most people's to, careers ain't 10 years 50% long. 50% of his career, he was in the he was he made it to the championship game. Yeah. Every and basically like, every other year. Like and also again, like, like on the other hand, on the other hand, <laughs> every other year. On the other hand, for. like if if Mahomes loses, like it, it, do, it doesn't it doesn't hurt it doesn't tarnish him because yeah, he's only he's only He's only 25 years old and has 500 million dollars. It doesn't tarnish him, but I think like, he has a lot to gain know, if he can win. Well, so yeah, I, I would still say, yeah, I would still yeah. say but, that it can impact like, his legacy. But if he loses, though, like, we already know the what, the, what the future of the NFL is, yep. and it involves Patrick Mahomes. like Because oh, yeah. he has plenty of, assuming he stays healthy and everything else, stays in line. Like He is the future of the NFL. He's yeah. the next in line. The only bad thing you can say if Mahomes loses, oh, you, yeah, you lost a quarterback yeah. who was 43 years old, but yeah, so did Seven everybody else. Yeah, exactly. So did everybody else. Or Rodgers right. lost to him. Yeah. Breeze lost to him. Everybody else lost to him. That's so, right. You yeah, know that's what I mean? If, if Mahomes, if he goes back to back, this is this going to propel. Crazy. This is going <laughs> to propel his career into a, a yeah. whole different league. He'll be I on think that, that I, if he wins, if he wins this year, I think he'll get five. If he doesn't. Three's guaranteed. At least three, yeah. At least, At least three. three. Three's guaranteed. Three. Yeah. But damn, man, it's been uh, a hell of a season. Uh, you know, a whole lot of great football I've seen this year. And I'm always a little sad when football season ends. So, um, you know, it's going to be tough. But we want to thank all the fans, uh, everyone who's listened, uh, enjoyed the podcast, had a review. If you have any suggestions, feel free to still hit us up on Twitter, Yo, shout Facebook, out, shout out to, Instagram. Also, shout out to Javi, too. He's still... Staying consistent on the socials, man. So Facts. I just saw his tweet like an hour ago. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout out. I, I got to meet Javi um earlier this week. He, oh. he uh, yeah, he called he called Donovan and um we got to chat. Um That's what's up. Shout out to Javi. Um shout out to all of our listeners. We really appreciate you guys tuning in with us. Um this has been a journey we've been talking about for a couple of years and to see everything come to light and uh, be able to do this with you guys has been awesome. More to come. Yeah, more to come in the off season. Stay tuned. We will have a lot of content for you guys uh, coming soon. So, you know, keep in touch with the Zone Talk podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Zone Talk podcast. Take you guys out. Uh, we're going to play Top Speed by Alejandro Blanco with Dakota and Super Smash Bros. Shout out to them. Available on all DSPs. We'll catch y'all later. Zone talk, zone talk, zone talk. Where they... I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spots like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my son, my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Before my plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Right
Writing something for him, writing in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I tell him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed, don't make me go off. Ay. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbing. Still, my bike crib from north up to prospect. Kill these niggas, bite me hard. I feel like ho. They feel these niggas flex too hard. They care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed.